0: Welcome to PKF O'Connor Davies' podcast, Nonprofits Insight Out. I'm Lenore Sanchez, Senior Audit Manager specializing in nonprofit organizations. Today's topic is introduction of environmental, social, and governance and why it is important to your nonprofit organization. Joining us to provide insight on this topic is Liz Bilotti. Liz is a principal serving in our advisory services group. Liz, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. You know, one can't really seem to read or watch anything today without seeing the influence of environmental, social, and governance, or ESG initiatives in our society. Can you talk a little bit about why ESG matters are so important to nonprofits? Sure.
1: In the beginning, corporate and nonprofit leaders viewed ESG as a tool to enhance their organization's reputations among their stakeholders. That philosophy has since evolved to where ESG is also a way to measure an organization's financial performance. Many nonprofits have been hesitant to get fully on board with ESG, favoring encouraging these principles without properly implementing them.
0: Yes, it's interesting because, as we know, third parties such as Candid and Charity Navigator use the 990 as a vehicle for rating nonprofits. However, even though the 990 doesn't speak to ESG, it is another factor that goes into ratings that donors access.
1: Yes, Lenore, it is their go-to while performing research on organizations they're interested in supporting.
0: What type of framework should nonprofits consider when thinking about implementing ESG where for those who have already implemented it, what should be evaluated while considering and measuring ESG and the effectiveness?
1: There are several frameworks, including, but not limited to, Global Reporting Initiative, or GRI, the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, SASB, UN Global Impact, and ISO, Guidance on Social Responsibility. One of the most widely used reporting frameworks is GRI. It's a voluntary set of standards created by experts across the globe that provide private and nonprofit sector entities with disclosures that matter to their stakeholders, identified as their employees, their donors, their board of directors, and their populations being served.
0: So, even with the most widely used reporting framework, GRI, it seems as if there are quite a few frameworks, none of which are authoritative. Is it fair to say that organizations can use the various guides to build a framework that best suits them?
1: Yes, absolutely. We're seeing many nonprofits do that. They're assessing the various ESG frameworks and then choosing the one that suits them best.
0: Are nonprofits exposing themselves to any risk by not having an ESG program and focus? And if so, what are those risks?
1: Yes, for sure. Here are a few risks. One is having a lack of shared views of the desired impact or ESG objectives for the organization strategies, tactics to realize those objectives, and metrics to show their progress. Another risk is limited visibility for their stakeholders regarding the organization's overall impact objectives, their efforts underway to realize the objectives, and their progress. And lastly, I would say dissatisfaction with the organization's efforts to make progress on the achievement of impact objectives which negatively affects the perception of the board, management, and the organization, regardless of the entity's success in achieving its purpose.
0: I imagine that if there is dissatisfaction of management and those charged with governance, it will trickle down to the public and it could ultimately impact funding.
1: Yes, we're seeing this more and more. Nonprofits who do not have an ESG initiative are potentially risking funding from their donors, private foundations, etc.
0: What are some impactful things that our PKFOD family and friends can do right away?
1: One thing they can do right away and for little cost is you can conduct a survey of your employees, their selected donors, and board members to establish a desired impact areas and priorities for the organization.
0: What would the survey question sound like?
1: Here are some questions that you could incorporate into the survey. Please select, in order of significance, the five causes that are most important to you environmental sustainability, equality and diversity, education, children and youth, or community development. Another question is, as a part of your job role in an average year, how many hours of time would you estimate can be attributed to improving social causes or activities? And lastly, does the organization's executive compensation model include incentives or mandates for ESG metrics?
0: Thanks, Liz. So these are great questions to get started with, and I imagine there are many more based on the organization itself It will
1: continue to evolve. Absolutely. Depending on the organization's ESG maturity, these questions will continue to evolve and are a great way to begin thinking about metrics and measuring progress.
0: What trends are you seeing throughout the nonprofit industry as it relates to ESG?
1: Nonprofit organizations have both helped to drive this innovation, acting as both watchdog groups and advocates, and they've benefited from ESG as recipients of grant funds and sponsorships, as companies are racing to align themselves with pertinent social causes and reputable partners. Yet many nonprofits have been slow to embrace the very policies and practices that they encourage and benefit from in their own operations.
0: That's powerful information. So there are grants being awarded to nonprofits restricted to certain ESG initiatives. It seems as if it's a win-win situation. An organization can address the purpose of the ESG grant, and at the same time, some aspects would naturally be impacting and bringing along their own ESG
1: efforts. Yes, exactly, Lenore. Our survey was conducted by endowments and foundations, and here are some of the key takeaways. About 70% of the organizations don't currently leverage ESG themes. Smaller organizations lead the way in ESG investing. Only 2% of the respondents said they planned to reduce their allocation to ESG funds. About half of the nonprofits were undecided about ESG funds. And finally, just over a third of the respondents said they plan to maintain their current ESG investments, and another 9% had plans to increase the allocation to their funds.
0: What role should management and the board of directors play in determining their organization's ESG framework?
1: ESG is multifaceted making it difficult for board members to know where to start the conversation. Before you put the issue on your next board meeting agenda, have you taken the pulse of your board related to ESG? Here are three questions to start with. How can we create goals and targets and incorporate them into our strategic planning process? How will we publicly report on our ESG initiatives in progress? And what resources can we access to inform us about ESG investing?
0: That can get the juices flowing to help launch the process. Absolutely. What do you see coming in their future as it relates to ESG and nonprofits?
1: I think you'll see many organizations establishing an impact program office, and there's three phases. The first is plan. You're going to want to engage and identify impact efforts. The objective is to involve stakeholders to collect and categorize impact initiatives in efforts that are already underway. You're going to want to establish an impact area of focus. The objective is to establish an impact area of focus as a result of robust discussions and input from all stakeholder groups. The second phase is mobilize. You're going to want to define success and needs. The goal is to clarify objectives, determine metrics, and identify and scope initiatives required to realize the desired impact. You'll need to consolidate and establish plans enhancing, prioritizing, and sequencing initiatives, and develop financial and implementation plans.
0: Okay, Liz, so the first two phases of establishing an impact office are planning and mobilizing. What is the third phase?
1: Execute. You're going to want to execute your impact program office for the organization. You'll need to revise your governance plan and structure for implementation you'll need to establish an impact program management office and develop a communication plan for stakeholders related to your impact program office successes, your progress towards impact area objectives for the organization, for example, a dashboard, and verify and ensure compliance through internal assessment and external reporting you're going to need to launch the implementation of the impact program for the company and continuously communicate, engage, and manage initiatives to achieve your desired impact and ESG objectives.
0: This seems as if it can be an overwhelming initiative for many organizations.
1: Can you break it down to share some key takeaways and bite-sized pieces? An important thing to remember is this is a process. There are many challenges ahead including multiple standards and frameworks, inadequate technology, and lack of processes and controls in place for data gathering, validation, and reporting. However, you can break this into bite-sized pieces over several years. Begin by thinking about your ESG framework development and having discussions with your stakeholders. Remember, a little bit goes a long way.
0: That's great, Liz. It's important to note that implementing ESG can be done in stages and over time.
1: Yes, ESG is a moving target. You just need to start so you can build your metrics, it's an ongoing and should be reviewed annually, or if there's a triggering event at your organization.
0: You have certainly provided us with a lot to think about. Thank you for sharing your insight on ESG and the value it brings to organizations and others. PKF O'Connor Davies serves a wide range of nonprofit entities. For more information and to connect with Liz, who specializes in nonprofits and the implementation of ESG, please visit our website at pkfod.com. Until next time, nonprofits insight out.